Good evening, beautiful people. It is I, the one and only Sedacious Xavier Miles. And on behalf of me and my brothers, I just want to say thank you so much for rocking with us. We appreciate the support. You can go follow me at I am Sedacious. That's I-A-M-S-E-D-A-T-A-I-O-U-S. I really appreciate it. I'm not at full strength tonight. We are not at full strength tonight. I am missing my brothers, but it's okay. Y'all got me and we still rocking up. But please go follow them at EmacStats. That's at E-M-C-S-T-A-T-S. Also, Sean Hart Izzo, also known as Big Brother Iron Man. Sir, that's at S-H-I-N-E-H-A-R-D-I-Z-Z-O. And last but most certainly not least, my big dog, Black Peace. You can go follow him at B-L-A-Q-U-E-A-C-E. So I'm just going to get right into it. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Um, the Lions played the San Francisco 49ers this past Sunday. And there was a time where the Lions head coach could have kicked a field goal. So the, the score is 24 to 27. And the Lions head coach, um, Dan Campbell, he could have kicked the field goal on fourth and three to tie the game and possibly go into overtime. Did he kick the field goal? No, this mofo decides to go for it on fourth and three when you could have kicked the field goal. And so all these analysts are like, well, if that's what got you there and, you know, you just got to go with what you got. And I'm like, no, that's that's idiotic. That You have to be able to adjust as the levels get harder. Don't you play a video game, and when you play the video game, you get to use these different tools, and as you play through, you get different tools to get you through different levels? Like, what? Come on now. Um, just transitioning right into Lamar Jackson. Um, phenomenal season, Lamar Jackson. Hats off to you. Um, he is MVP deserving. But there's something about Lamar Jackson that keeps everybody right about Lamar Jackson so far because he's dynamic. He's elite to say the least. But when it comes down to it at the end of the day, if you cannot read those defenses before you snap that ball, if they are showing something before you snap, and then as you snap the ball, it's a whole different defense. That's when the film room matters, Lamar. And so for me, I feel like the thing he's missing is that thing because everybody knows I'm a Peyton Manning fan. I love Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning was dissecting defenses, right? And one can say it was at a time where they were not doing as much disguising as they do now, but they were still disguising, right? It was like, it was only so much disguising you could do to Peyton Manning. That was the issue because he stayed in the film room understanding how this might look like this, but it could be this. So I'll have still this option or that option, right? When the work gets that meticulous, it's the people who really got the heart and who really, really love it, who really like want to be the best and want to be the greatest, who will do the work to be able to get the wins, progress, succeed, right? So, but nevertheless, I say that Lamar Jackson had a phenomenal season. You, you, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better season. It's just, Lamar, I just need you, bro, to be able to just dissect these defenses with your arm and also with your legs, right? Because it's spotty. To me, it's spotty. 
And the reason why it's spotty is because it hasn't been consistent enough and good enough to get you a chip yet. That's just how I feel. I feel like this season, you 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 know what I'm saying? You you had the team. Most would say you had the team. But they got after you. They got after you by their DBs being patient and them knowing that they have to control the pocket with you. And they they just kept you congested the whole night. I, I hated to see it because you're so great. But when you watch a football for so long, you understand when it comes to the time where whatever that you did in the regular season, it comes to a stop now. So, but, you know, that's it. Again, I can't say enough what a great season you had. It was it was great watching you play. It was fun watching you play. And yeah, that's it. And that's, that's all I got. So I'm going to just move right into this. I want to touch on this uh, just because, I don't know, I just want to talk about it. So Meg the Stallion and Nicki Minaj are beefing right now. And it's because that Megan allegedly says something about Nikki's husband, right? Now, before, you know, they, they did collabs together and, you know, they did music together and they, they seemed like they was cool. But you know how the music industry is. You know, you just got to kind of make friends and, well, I don't want to say make friends, whatever, excuse me. You know, you just kind of got to, you know, it's just the way it is. It's networking for real. You know what I mean? Just get your name out there. It's just doing the work. But for whatever reason, she said something about her husband and Nikki just went left. He just went left. And I typically don't care for, you know, Black women going at each other. But, you know, these are, you know, two female artists. And, you know, we care about the culture here at Respect the Game. So I just... I just wanted to kind of touch on it a little bit, you know. But for me, if Megan Thee Stallion indeed said something about Nikki's husband, that's foul. You never come out your mouth about anybody, let alone another woman, black woman's husband, right? Right? But at the same time, Nikki, your response could have had more class as well. And I'm not, I don't judge. I don't judge. I just like to walk the righteous way all the time. And for me, I just, you know, it's just it's just how I see it because fire never, you know, fire only begets fire. We know that. Right? So that's just why I am with it. And I'm not going to go into Nikki's response. You can go look it up. It's just, I just, I, I really hate to see it, you know, but at the same time, it's, you know, publicity is no, I mean, no publicity is Bad publicity, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that old saying. Moving on, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Man, Patrick Mahomes is the real deal, ladies and gentlemen. The real deal, the thriller in Manila. I'm sorry. My boy is like, I don't even know if this 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 young man is 30 yet and he already has three Super Bowls. Don't quote me on that. I, I don't know. But I know he's young and I know he's man, he is killing it. God bless that young man. It is so fun to watch him play. It is so fun to watch him overcome. It's 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 good to see ahead of time the things that he would have to go through and then he would actually have to go through them. And then over, like it's 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 so cool, 
every time I look at the Chiefs as the NFL's Golden State, like back in Golden State's heyday, it's like you can't really do nothing with them. As I explained to my brothers on the podcast before, like it's you can't you can't do nothing with this man. He has a championship DNA. It's, I, I just I, I I marvel at it. I really do. Uh oh. Okay. My bad. I didn't even see you, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, my brother Black Peace has joined me. Well, we, we're at halfway street. We're at halfway street. Hey. So, bro. Uh oh. I'm uh touching on Patrick Mahomes, man. I mean, you can go ahead and have the floor. You pause that right there, sir. I've never heard anything of that. Oh nature. yeah, I'm my sorry. Mind. I'm sorry. I'm I'm in my I'm in my podcast groove. I was I was doing my my hosting and my moderating. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm all over the place. But yeah, Just keep your hands to yourself, sir. Um, <laughs> no, um, as you were saying, uh, I'm listening in. Time and time again, he has proven um, he is the second coming. Um, yeah, man, he's. Yeah, the dude's unstoppable, man. He's uh, I think he's an athletic hybrid. Fun facts about Patrick Mahomes: uh, he played three sports. I did not know he played basketball at one point and was averaging around 19 points a game. Very impressive uh, in high school. Uh, of course, everybody knows about his uh, his uh, baseball uh, history. He did get drafted, but just didn't want to play. Decided to you know pursue football, and I mean, dude, um, salutes Patrick Mahomes, man. Um, just everybody's he slayed pretty much every quarterback except for uh, Mr. Joe Shiesty, and I believe he, did he get one on him or he's never oh, got. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I don't believe so. I don't believe they've been able to play each other, which I feel like builds up for great cinematic drama. So, um, look forward to that. Look for look forward to next year. But we're gonna stick on to this year and um, give Patrick Mahomes his flowers, whether he wins, lose, or draws. Well, wins or loses in the in the Super Bowl, I want to do that right now. Give him his flowers because uh, for him to to achieve so much in so little time at a rapid pace, it's phenomenal. Uh, he's crossed. He's uh, been able to get over the bear the uh, the bearing of a quarterback getting figured out and has made himself unfigureoutable. So, um, a lot of players have certain qualities they bring to the table, and that's his thing. Like you cannot figure out Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's not he's not too mobile. He's not too arm heavy. He's not too, you know, pass dominance where he feel like, oh, I got to pass the whole entire drive. He can give it to Pacheco. He's not that selfish. Um, I feel like, man, he's he's unstoppable for us. And the only thing that can stop him is himself. And the way it's going, he ain't stopping himself. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that's Patrick Mahomes, man. Them boys just winning, man. Them boys just winning. So, San Francisco – that's kind of a sore spot for me, but if I'm going to be real and respect the game, I have to, you know, give them their flowers and, you know, congratulate them from making it out of NFC. As you guys know, the Cowboys are in the NFC, right? So clearly we didn't make it. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it up to them. Um, really good season, really good coach, really good defense. Brock Purdy showed that he has some grit. So you really, you know, you, can't hate on them, man. You know, that they're there. You know, they're where everybody want to be. And, you know, I, I just got to give them to them, bro. I agree. Um, I, I at one point felt like Brock Purdy 
was surrounded by surrounded by great players only, and he was just kind of like game manager. But at the, at this point, uh, with Debo being banged up and you know McCaffrey having a lackluster first half and just kind of just putting that strapping it on and being that leader, like you know I, I give him his, I give him his flowers, man. Like Brock Purdy, you. Uh, I can't say you earned the MVP because I feel like there's another person who's already been eliminated and deserves that MVP. But I definitely give you your flowers as a up and coming great quarterback in the league that's going to be able to save this league, really save the NFC because I feel like the NFC is dying out slowly but surely. And I feel like he's definitely the heartbeat of the NFC at this point. Hey, I, I can't say nothing against it. As a Cowboys fan, I just got to, <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't. My team not there, and you know, I mean, not 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 that I necessarily disagree. You could be right. Uh, it's just like I said, San Fran is a sore spot for me because of what they did to us in Week Four. It's just yeah, and they look like the way that they beat us. They look like they were Super Bowl bound Week Four to me. So, nevertheless, um, so bro, before I move on, I did. Touch on pause. I did speak there about we go. Dan Campbell, and uh, I would like for you to weigh in. <laughs> I would love for you to weigh in. <laughs> so last week, I did definitely say that I, I vouched for the Lions. Counted that the K coach is part of the Lions, but I was more supporting the players of the Lions team when I said that I feel like they can make it to the Super Bowl or they, they have a good run in them and so on and so forth. I believe in the players. I never quite said that I agree with their coaching decisions. I like Jerry Goff. I like St. Brown. I like Gibbs. I like Montgomery. I like Laporta. I, I, like, I like the defense. But I never quite like the staff, which brings you to Dan Campbell. He's had numerous calls this year that have been highly questionable. But everybody turned to turn the page. When you win it, nobody cares. When you have a good record, nobody cares. You're at the top of your division, nobody cares. But they will always think that, oh, at some point he's going to stop with the buffoonery and, you know, buckle down in, in the times that he needs. The first sign that made me question it and just didn't want to give it too much energy was the Dallas game. When Because it was the Dallas game, if I'm not mistaken, with the whole ineligible situation, right? Ladies and gentlemen, our stats guy. <laughs> yes, that is true. Hence the name Emac Stats. <laughs> yes, sir. So, so yeah, forgive us is if, if we misquote stats tonight. <laughs> but go ahead, bro. I, I mean, go ahead. But yeah, man, it's just like when that happened, it was just like that should have been a clear sign of like, okay, when situations happen, he's not going to know what exactly to do i think he's a great leader a great motivator but that's far as it goes i don't think he's a great coach i think he's a great leader of men as far as confidence because obviously he showed he had the cojones you know to go for it on fourth and three twice in red zone not red zone but in field goal territory clear-cut field goal territory my add you um so you know what i'm saying like i look at him as more of a Bill O'Brien style coach, which means like 
at the end of the day, your decision making is just pure. It's just piss poor, dude. You have all the mm -hmm. talent in the world, and you literally don't know what to do and how to utilize them correctly. And that's your downfall. Prime example: when Bill O'Brien had his had the Texans at their peak, they had two defensive uh, juggernauts, which are Devon, Davian Clowney and Hush Baby and JJ Watt. Also, they had this is what had me get on late. I do apologize. Also, I had uh, they had um, Deshaun Watson at quarterback, who's a pretty good quarterback, of course. Then you have our running game was pretty decent, and we had a good receivers. The fact that mm -hmm. we didn't get number one seed, number, the fact that we couldn't get past the first round of the playoffs, that showed you that he didn't know what to do with a good, with a good assembly of men. He didn't know what to do. So Dan Campbell, I feel like he's good for he's good for the Detroit organization, but I don't think he needs to be the head coach at all. Like that's that's out of the question. Do not do yeah. not put him there because the head coach makes those those fourth and those fourth and three decisions. The coach makes those onside kick decisions. The coach makes those eligible coach eligible player trick play decisions, and it falls all on them, nobody else. So in a sense, man. I mean, for me, bro, and I already spoke on it before, but what you're saying, you know, made me think about something else. For me. Like, that's all fine and dandy if it worked in the regular season and it worked in a few playoff games for you to get to the conference championship. But, bro, when, when you're there, right, and you can continue to stay there, you don't have to put yourself at a disadvantage. You continue to stay there by kicking a field goal. And what I mean by you being there is, like, you, your coaching staff, your quarterback, your receivers – the team, the city of Detroit that, that are, you know, rooting for you guys and just saw y'all give up a 17-point lead, right? When How do you give up a 17-point lead and don't kick the field goal and go for it on fourth and three? How you do that? Sorry. You give up a 17-point lead and then you lose the lead. That's what you, you do. You also have so many different people on your shoulders. You have Hall of Famers that are depending on you. That's that's what I'm saying, though. You have Hall that's of Famers depending on you, You have man. players who who really been working hard their whole life to get, to, to, to work hard enough and, and put in the work and execute to get their head coach in a position to just call to kick a field goal, to tie the game, to keep their hopes, to keep these dreams alive of being to the Super Bowl. And their head coach goes for it on a fourth and three. It reminds me of a punt while you have a three-point lead that a certain coach did as well. I, I'm really still trying to wrap my head around <laughs> It's crazy. No, no, I'll really still be trying to wrap my head around that. That's the question. Which is worse? Because you're not a fan of either or, but the pain is still there. Was the punt while the Texans, the fake punt, while the Texans were up three possessions against the Chiefs, worse, or was not going for it on two separate occasions and fourth down in the second half in field goal possession and field goal territory, which was worse? Them not being able to get them going on fourth down twice or Bill O'Brien doing the field goal? I mean, go doing the fake punt. Which one was worse? 
I'm, I'm gonna say them not. Cause that I'm was a bad. They both bad. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have to go fake punt, bro. I'm gonna have to go fake punt. Fake punt? I got. I got to argue with you on that. No, well, no. no, 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 no. I'm standing on business. I'm standing on business. You right? <laughs> Yo, what's good, oh, bro? Oh, man is in. We're good, guys. Okay, we're good. We're gonna have we got some audio in tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, Emac Stacks is joining us through audio. We appreciate you for stopping by tonight, brother. My uh, 1,010%. Uh, first and foremost, uh, shout out to my wife for being our producer tonight. Uh, making sure gay, we gay, 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 gay. So shout out to baby for that. And uh, two, uh, shout out to my brothers for holding it down. Tag team champions tonight. Uh, I was I was trying to I was trying to like let y'all be on y'all own, but the conversation was getting too good as I'm driving. I was like, nah, I want to like put my. T- <laughs> Credit to y'all, my brothers. Triple, triple salute to y'all, man, for holding it down. Yeah. And, uh, and my I appreciate absence, it, brother. Those absences were uh, pursuing fiercely uh, towards consistency. So shout out to y'all for holding it down tonight in the visual aspect. Uh, uh, what's up, we beautiful got... people? Indeed. What's up, beautiful people? Thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, yeah, to your to Darnell's question, a beautiful question, Darnell. Uh, I would say Dan Campbell's field goal in the fourth yeah. quarter, so him going forward on fourth and three in the fourth quarter, it's, yeah. it's by far worse because you were in a position where, and I feel like the language is like needed, so I'm not like trying to go off on like, I'm not trying to be utterly explicit, but you, He's so explicit, folks. He can't even say anything. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, what's what's uh, you know, our boy gets down with the film, and and shout out to him. And y'all, y'all really should go follow uh, each each and every last one of us because we're all eccentric and unique in our own little way. But can you hear me now? Um, yes, yeah. sir. Yes, yes, he's back. But uh, I wanted to just tell the people that uh. Um, he get down with the film, and so what he does is he he spends his time making sure that our youth get the notoriety and the exposure that they deserve, and we appreciate him for caring about the future. But go ahead, bro, take it away. Oh, yes, and uh, I want to come back to that. Remind me to talk about that, uh, the highlights and stuff. Absolutely for next week. I'll touch on it a little bit tonight, but uh, of course, yeah. Darnell, uh, to Darnell's question, uh, and and uh, excuse the language if you're in the car with your kids. Dan Campbell going for it on fourth and three in the fourth quarter against the 49ers when you're down three uh, was absolutely uh, worse than what Bill O'Brien did simply because in the Lions' uh, case, you couldn't have afforded no fuck-ups. You were, like, out. You ran out of, like, fuck-ups in that situation. Like, you need to be as perfect, as close to perfect with your play calling and your decision-making as you possibly could have been in that situation. And uh, whereas, you know, with, you know, Bill O'Brien's, like, you up by three scores, like, you go for a fake point, like, all right, whatever, we're still up 21. So I, I would 
highly lean towards like Dan Campbell's decision making being worse in the comparison of those situations. Um, yeah, I believe that's all I, I wanted to say on that. The Dan. <laughs> oh, this is also what I, this is also what I wanted to say. The reason that isn't a bad call, right? I feel like most people are in an uproar of like it being hindsight. Like, oh, you didn't get it, so therefore, like, off with your head, let's crucify you. But going forward on fourth and third and fourth and three wasn't a bad decision. The play that you called to try to convert on a first down in that situation was horrific. A fourth and three you needed, you either going to trust, you know, try to run it up the good, you know what I'm saying, if that's what you decide to do, or you're going to find a quick route to, like, throw it to like he called fourth and three but I, I could be wrong i don't believe there was nobody in the backfield i may just be hallucinating but he called fourth and three and he dropped back as if he was trying to make a 10-yard completion like bro we need three yards that's it like he trying to go through progression like there needs to be no, a there play was nobody in the backfield huh there was nobody in the backfield okay so i'm not hallucinating so we know you're gonna throw it he doesn't. Jared Goff in that situation don't need to drop back and be trying to fit and going through reads. They need to have a sure one route, St. Brown, where you yep. at type of route. I'm, I'm just to drop it back, drop back one, two, three, yep. and and I'm like zipping it to you for a five yard catch, like a slant on the inside, preferably if it's there. Like, yep. for Jared Goff to drop and try to like throw the ball ten yards, like bro, that was idiotic. And I and I don't know if like and. It maybe if we go back and look at the routes, like I don't think nobody was really running like a quick five yard route. No, no, they wasn't. And so, like, it's not the fact that he tried to go for it on fourth and three, it's the play call that you decided to go with to like convert on their fourth and three that's more like just sinful, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean I I I can't necessarily disagree that it was a good call, but I don't necessarily agree as well. Um, you know because our saying is you know you know you got to put your nuts on the line. That's just how we feel about it. That's just how that's just how we are. Respect the game. You know what I'm saying? We going for it. You know what I'm saying? It's just scared money don't make none, but. <laughs> Just to think about the fact that you could have at least extended the game, it, it wouldn't have been for sure you could, you know, possibly gain the opportunity to go ahead and get a go-ahead touchdown. Yeah, but, yeah, I guess it's like you said. It's because it didn't work. We all, like, think you should have kicked the field goal. That's the equivalent to when people ask the question, they're like, hey, do you want to make a layup for a million dollars or try to shoot a three for a hundred million? I'm going to yeah. take that up every day of the week, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I believe in my jumper. You know what I'm saying? She like a good woman. She'll never leave you. But I'm going to take that free throw every day of the week. <laughs> you know so, to the Lions season, this is what made me believe that the Lions had a chance. It's the same reason why they got eliminated in the playoffs. Because every almost every game last year were decided in either a bad decision or things didn't go their way. 
That's literally how they lost almost every game last year. That's what made me believe this year they had a solid chance of making the playoffs, even making a playoff run. Super Bowl, that was a bit of a stretch. But I had a feeling like they were going to be a team to be reckoned with. And it's crazy how they trade in almost – it's like they flip-flop. And they trade in, okay, we're going to have a lot more success. We might have a couple mess-ups, but we're going to have a lot of success. And we're going to push it over into – to a point where it all comes down to all our bad luck falls into one game. And that's what I felt happens. Like, yeah, they had some mishaps throughout the season, but it took all the way until the last game of the season for them to like relive what's been going to them like the last couple seasons or the last 20 years or whatever. So mm-hmm. it, it just was, it was just, it was just very interesting to see like, dang, they had a lot of stuff go right for them this year. And then when they, when they, when they really needed it to go right, like it didn't go right. And I felt like I felt like Dan Campbell in the back of his head felt like the game owed yeah. him something. But at the end of the day, the game don't owe nobody nothing, bro. So that's why I felt like could have been rolling in the back of his head, like, bro, ain't nothing been going our way for the last so many years. This has to be our time for something to go right for the Lions. But when you have Hall of Fame Hall of Famers that are retired depending on you, you have a whole literal city depending on you. When you have I mean, Eminem. Eminem. <laughs> like, you have so many people depending on you. You can't risk like putting everything on, putting all your cards on the line or whatever. You can't do it. I'm sorry. You got to be considerate of others. And, and Detroit. He wins the selfish award, in my opinion. I thought that wasn't thinking about. Him. I feel like that was selfish. I would I say to to that to that D. Um. You know, again, I lean more towards the play call. Like, like I, uh, you know, a saying that I have for myself is like, a man afraid to lose don't deserve to win. You know what I'm saying? And there's that balance between like, oh, we're going to praise Dan, uh, Dan Campbell, you know, because he had the balls to make that play. And I hear what you're saying down there. Like, he, you know, he came off as if, like, the universe <laughs> owed him because of, you know, all his past experience. Like, the game don't owe you. Like, the, the game honors, like, good play calling. At no point are you entitled, you know what I'm saying? As they say, as pros as pros say, to win a championship, you need just a little bit of luck. But, like, you got to respect the game through and through and understand it. Like, there ain't no guarantees. And 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 here's another thing, Sedacious. You could – I already made the point that you could you could blame the play call and not necessarily the decision to go for it. However, you damn well can call it a bad decision to decide to go for it because you're not reading the room. They just ran off 21, 21 points against y'all in the third quarter. What makes you think your defense is going to get you the ball back in the fourth quarter? And so if you look at it from that perspective as well, you could be like, Nah, you bugging Dan Campbell. Like, it is no reason for you to have confidence in your defense after how they um, just let them storm back in the third quarter. Granted, one of those t- uh, one of those touchdown conversions were off of you know a fumble that they got um, off of the Lions. But yeah, bro, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I say. Um... Pick, pick, go and tell your D to buckle down. But I'm not an NFL coach. 
So, but hey, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. We just want to say congratulations to the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs for making it to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is February 8th. Is that the Super Bowl? I'm asking. I don't know. That's about right. Oh. Whatever, whenever next, not this upcoming Sunday, two, two Sundays, two Sundays from now. So, <laughs> both two Sundays from now. Check it out. <laughs> uh, so, LeBron James, triple double. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this guy anymore. At, at, at this point, there's nothing else to say. You know, just February 12th, Super Bowl. February 12th. Man, um, triple double at the age of eighty-eight. I mean, just hold on, hold on, audacious. What what triple double you talking about? He 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 have a triple. He got a. I, I read somewhere he had a triple double the other day. Oh, or, or was it a double double? I mean, with all due respect to the king, I could care less about his triple double. When we got Luca Bryson, who just dropped seventy three the last time we did the podcast. <laughs> oh, we said uh, Luca had uh, Luca, Luca had seventy three, and we talked about Joel seventy, and I think Devin Booker was in between that with like maybe sixty or something like that. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't know it was happening like that. <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm like, I'm like, well, I mean, but we'll see. Well, I'm gonna get mine off. Um, LeBron is still the king, and I just want to let that be known. And you know, of course, we can talk about the 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 young and up and comers. But I read somewhere, and it doesn't matter if he scored the triple double because for some for no reason at all I'm just going to say LeBron James and and I'll let you have the floor go ahead my man talk your ish now nah man uh, I definitely have to definitely have to, well I'll I'll pose this question I've been posing this question uh Luka or Devin Booker as a franchise player Luka or Devin Booker I see for the sake of conversation are you serious? I'm not. A, I'm not a Devin Booker fan, bro. He's a, in my mind, a watered down Ray Allen, light skinned watered down Ray Allen. In my mind, I wouldn't compare like, Ray Allen because I feel like the bulk of his scoring is off the dribble, as opposed to Ray Allen is like a pure catch and shoot. Shoot. No, 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 no. no. I mean, no, like, no, no, no. you for the whole Ray Allen, brother. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, like, yeah. Ray Allen was certified with the books and his upcoming, but I feel like we know him more as like a pure knockdown. The the I feel like the essence of like who he is and as a totality, what he in the Hall of Fame for is like his sharp shooting ability as like a catch and shoot dagger type of guy. Not to limit him and say he couldn't do other things, but I just feel like that's like that's the core of what he put like he hung his hat on being able to like be a catch catch and shoot uh, knockdown catch. Are you talking that, about like the last four years of his career? Off into the sunset with, but he was definitely an all-around offensive player at one point and just kind of like coasted off agent's knees. Dog. Ray Allen was a dog, bro. Yeah, exactly. 
Now he like no offense, like not. Oh, I'm like, fine, but he was a little bit before your time of like, like he <laughs> old ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what mainly like me and me and Sedacious are saying. It's like we said we know what you mean, but it's just like he kind of your name before that. It's just like he he just got so good at it. It just took over his his his. I, I, because I, he got old. Because he got I, old. I, I, get what saying. I get what y'all saying. Like my eye of Ray Allen is yeah. Like, his, like, <laughs> you see him with the Miami Heat. Jamal, he know Jamal Crawford was raw before he came off the bench, but people look at him as a cold six man. Same thing with Lou Williams. Lou Williams, like they'll point out the fact that oh, he's a cold six man. It's like, no, he was cold when he started. <laughs> Why you like? What you talking about? No, no, no. Jamal yeah. Jamal Crawford used to start. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Had careers before yeah. they got on the bench, like for real. Right. Lou Williams talking. started. No, <laughs> like, like Lou Williams was, was was starting point guard when he came to the NBA for exactly. a minute. But as you for know, before he became a man, so it's just like it's the same aspect when it comes to that. But to circle back, I don't understand stuff why we even comparing them to. To be honest with you, bro. Right. I mean, I mean, well, I oh, so, said water. So, That's so, how so I with the with Luca in the same positions, um, Booker would have had two rings. By so it's unanimous that we would all yeah. take Luca over different. Absolutely. He would have two rings by now for sure. If you had a Chris Paul, and hey, Chris Paul, you know he's a playmaker. I he would have made it work some kind of way. <laughs> to be honest, of, of hey, course. I'm, in my mind, it wasn't a question, brother. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nah, bro, I feel like there's a lot of Devin Booker stands out there, so, like, I would be intrigued to hear, like, the hate mail that we could get for this. But I also feel like it's not close either. Uh, and 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 y'all know me, like, I care not. Like, what you do in the regular season matters, but it could easily be taken away if you don't rise to the occasion in the playoffs. And to, like, for Devin Booker to be the poster child of like the the Kobe the elk of like no. Mamba mentality, right? For him to be that and squander away an NBA Finals opportunity, and then squander away being blown off the court at his house in a game seven, it it makes me question. It's like, are you an elite? Are you like? an elite score or you just a high volume shooter that's it if, if that like if that makes sense it's that's like it. you just like have the green lights to be able to take as many shots as you want so at any given moment you is Devin hey is Devin Booker Hall of Famer right now if he were to retire no of course not hey in a way hey in a way that I feel about like Devin Booker dropping uh 60 plus the other week when I heard about it I was like nigga you better like you got Kevin Durant KD. and you got, <laughs> like you got KD and Bradley Bill on your team they can't double team you should like good job right, like, right. what's gonna tell you good work keep up the good job like you're supposed to like that's the least you can do, but 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 here's the thing, and here's where it here's where it transfers over. I said this beginning of the season, I would have to go pull it up. I told y'all, and I may even text it as well. I was like, I am not high on the Phoenix Suns. They are not a championship caliber team. Kevin, uh, Devin Booker dropped sixty plus. 
they lost to a uh uh was that a a Tyrese Halliburton list Indiana Pacers, I believe that was. Like how you drop 65 and y'all still lose against a team who don't have their best player. And it's like when you think about that, it's just like, dang, like Devin Booker, like these bunches of, of you know, these bunches that he should be able to score, and like don't translate into winning. Um yeah, man. Uh I'm like I'm like at work. So I'm trying to like pull up these stats while I'm uh, at work. Cause like, yeah, like they book like like they lost big. He had the sixty plus, they lost, and then the following game he may have went off to like forty and they lost again. And it's just like yeah, bro. The Suns is not who people think they are, bro. To a degree, like you have to respect the X's and O's of the game. Like on paper, him, Kevin Durant, all oh, they look cute. You think you like you think they about to score 150 points combined to beat people? It's not gonna happen, bro. Right? It's not gonna happen. With a legendary score, Kevin Durant, why is anybody as his teammate scoring over 50 points? That is something that I have just not quite. Computing, and then loosen up the the tension of it. And I say that because you lost. Now, if you would have won, it makes sense. Okay, you had to spearhead it. But the fact that you lost, it just seems like you did it in vain at this point. Because you you taken over like that, they just made you unstoppable. And you should be able to do what you need to do. And the team should be feeding off that energy. But the fact, like I said, man, I've I've never quite been on the the Devin Booker train. The the bandwagon, honestly, personally, bro, is just I looked at him as a a like I said, a nice volume shooter. He can, you know, he can score at will when he feels like it. But when it comes to the aspect of getting the job done, I think he slept when Kobe had that press conference. I think he was sleeping somewhere. Play. <laughs> he must he must have been celebrating when Kobe was still in the mode because he did he didn't get that a focus, get it done. That's nice to have the points. That's nice to have a stiss. That's nice to have a highlight. Get the dub. Period. Mm-hmm. No stopped excuses. Oh, two oh, you let that slip out your hands. That's that's pitiful. You let a what? You let so, a... <laughs> Oh, all right. Here, here it go, y'all. Devin Booker dropped 62 against the Pacers last week. Dropped 62 against the Pacers, and they lost. And he followed that 62-point performance over the 44-point game against the Magic, in which they lost. So how far do you guys see the Phoenix Suns going this year? I mean, it just de- depending on the matchup, I'm not guaranteeing they getting out of nobody's first round, just depending on the matchup. Mm. Wow. I get some respect. I say second wow. round. Second round, gentlemen, sweet. Second round, gentlemen, sweep. That's crazy. Bro, depending on the match. The NBA is very talented. And they in the West, bro, depending on the match. Like, bro, like, I ain't get the research today, so I want to make, like, I'm trying my best to, like, not just fly off, like, what I think and believe and not have statistical data to back it up solely. But, bro, it ain't nobody. It's literally nobody over there but Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker, they not fist to combine for 150 points to beat nobody. It's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
And that's just offensive power, man. The defense wins championships. But I'm sorry, Black Peace. Oh, you said you said second round, gentlemen, second round. And I don't, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. And you, whoever said they in the West, who, uh, Edward said that they was in the West. I can't like call it's, it. Like it's definitely not no walk in the park. In the, we all know that. Oh, yeah, like, no, no, no. Not at all. And. I, I my you know I gotta throw my Lakers in there somewhere so they Denver <laughs> so, Denver oh, not oh damn Denver oh I no. mean technically compete with if you think about it that's a, that's a that's a strong playoff team not even a play in team a strong playoff team so I think they'll be able to get the six seed I think they're strong enough to do that but yo so check so Darnell peep this right uh. So real quick, here's the standings for the if the playoffs were today, you got at, at number one through eight, Minnesota number one, Denver number two, OKC three, Clippers four, Sacramento Kings five, Phoenix is six, Dallas is seven, the Pelicans are eight. At that six seed, Phoenix would have to go against OKC. The one team they could possibly beat, they're not going to match up against, and that's the Pelicans. And even then, I'm not even solid on that, to be honest. Like, yeah, like like the Pelicans, they got to go through a play-in tournament with the Lakers and Dallas. I say Dallas make the playoffs. And if then in the Phoenix, you know what I'm saying? If Phoenix fall, if they fall any lower than six, they got to go through Denver. Minnesota, Minnesota got to prove it to me um, just for me to, like, you know, get them, like, homage-type respect. They got to be able to prove it uh, first. Uh, we're not going to crown them until they prove it in the playoffs. Uh, yo, talking about 60-point games, triple salute to uh, um, Carl Anthony Towns. He dropped 62, 64 uh, recently, also last week. Uh, same day that MB dropped seventy, I think we didn't see it after we got off the pod last week. But uh, yeah, man. Wow. So you said Tatum seventy? No, no. Oh no, Luca scored seventy, right? Seventy-two. Yeah, Luca seventy-two. Yeah, you go. How much Jason Tatum scored, you said? Not Jason Tatum, Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, okay. Because I, I remember you were speaking about somebody having 70, then 60. Um, uh, so, go ahead, brother. You know, uh, Devin Booker had 60 last week. Carl Anthony Towns had 60 last week. Devin Booker, right? Yeah, Devin Booker, harder than the sound sixty. Joe Ellen B, seventy ball. I'm a Jason Tatum fan. I don't, I don't know where I got Jason Tatum from. I'm like, what Jason Tatum score again? <laughs> we talked about everybody else, but Jason. Beautiful people. That is what you call a great episode. Um, again, we want to thank you so much for rocking with us. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, we want to wish our brother Emac stats. Um, safety, and you know, he be the Lord cover him while he's out at work. We really appreciate it. Our brother Sean Hart, you know, he's he said he had a little headache, um, and we hopefully he gets better. 
Black Peace, I thank you so much for rocking with me tonight, man. Shut sure. um, um, Go follow at E-M-C-S-T-A-T-S at B-L-A-Q-U-E-P-E-A-C-E at S-H-I-N-E-H-A-R-D-I-Z-Z-O at I-A-M-S-E-D-A-T-A I-O-U-S. Beautiful people. Have a good night. We love you. Thank you.